Welcome to Meeple to Meeple, uniting players from around the world. A 30-minute exploration of PJ and Gallus' board game experiences from across both sides of the Atlantic. Each episode, they share their thoughts and opinions on the world of board games, including their favourite themes, games, hot topics, and much, much more. Welcome to episode 44, Gaming with Vikings, a UK Games Expo special. As always, I'm PJ. And I'm Gareth. And Gareth has a story to tell us today. You know, I want to hear about, before we begin, gaming with Vikings. <laughs> what? Uh- well, what is the deal with Vikings and the Games Expo? You've got to tell us that story. It, anyone who's been to UK Games Expo will know that one of their features, highlights, if you want to call it that, is that outside of the Games Expo, outside the NEC, where the Expo is held, is a big lake and there is a piece of green land. And for as long as I can remember, there have been Vikings turning up. Re- like a reenactment so they arrive on the thursday friday they set up their tents they've got sword fighting the kids love it they they camp out they cook their food and you can live like a viking and sometimes you find them wandering the hall shopping for modern day classics like raiders of the north sea <laughs> um but yeah so yeah it's it's it comes Goo games expo vikings so let's gaming with the vikings Okay. Not that I met a Viking while I was gaming, but there's a little so, link. Yeah. So when we were talking about what are we going to call this episode, I was like, how about gaming with royalty, right? The British and royalty. And no. You vetoed that. Down with the royalty. Up and you went with the Vikings. Up with Vikings. <laughs> Pillaging. Which is, yep. Which is interesting because I was thinking about Raiders of the North Sea when you there said you it. I'm like, okay. It's my, it's my yeah. little link. Um, so I got to ask, have the Vikings at the Games Expo have they ever invited Shem Phillips to join them? Since I, don't, he's our... I don't even know they know that Shem Phillips exists. I just oh, think well, they clearly. turn up to do, Vi- to do Viking work, and a few of them play games. Okay. Um, All right. Well, there you however, are. However, that, that's, that's why we've got Vikings in the title of the show. And I hope that anyone who was at the UK Games Expo last weekend had a great time. Because it was, I have decided it was my favorite expo ever. You looked like, just from pictures and video clips, you looked like you were in your element. Yeah, overall, it was just great people, good games, managed to balance, like we talked about in the previous episode, trying not to get stressed because we had too much Mm -hmm. to do. Um, And yeah, it turned out pretty good. And if my biggest regret was not taking Monday off. And having a day off because I was absolutely broken on Monday. <laughs> and it was the hardest the hardest day of work I've had for a long time. But we got through it. We, yep. missed, we, we missed an episode for that week because we just couldn't squeeze it in. So we have got a lot of content to cover this week. Um, so for anyone who was at the show uh, and they saw me, I probably uh, asked, harassed, suggested that, uh, would you like to take part in the podcast? So um, we've got quite a few clips uh, from various Instagrammers that we're going to play throughout this episode. Uh, there are only like 30 second segments on people's highlights and what they thought of the UK Games Expo. Um, and then uh, we have a press pass when we go to Games Expo and we were trying to work out what's the best way of doing content that doesn't take up two hours of someone's time by you know, playing through a game. 
So I decided to record sound bites from various designers and publishers throughout the show and ask them for their elevator pitch. So most of them squeezed it in for 30 seconds. There's a couple who ran over. There um, were a few that ran over for but, sure. But they're, yeah. they're pretty short, but 30 seconds on what the game is, who they were, and what the game's about. So we're going to play those, and I'll talk about what I thought about those games, because I played some new releases. I played some games that aren't out yet. Um, so some Essen releases that I got a sneak peek uh, at. Uh, and there's a story how the cosmos aligns on a certain game that I got to play test that just the odds of it happening blow my mind, and I'll share that towards the end of the episode. So we got a lot to get through. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, overall, I, overall, really good. Um, I guess before I get into to clips, highlights, um, open gaming as ever. Um, the bring and buy that we spoke about previous, previous right. episodes was an absolute nightmare. Oh no, what happened? People wanted to sell games. So I had decided uh, I wasn't taking the games to the expo because I'd sold most of it on uh facebook and was doing either posted it or handing over um so i left about 10 games behind and thought i'll just set it on facebook Mm -hmm. the queue for drop off i think was about three to four hours wow i've never seen so much at one point they had to stop dropping off because it was full I and bet. Then, I bet that's because you and I talked about it last year. Clearly, Everybody heard clearly, about, clearly, clearly, meeple to meeple were thing. like, "You've got to do the it." Thing to do. That and was then, it. <laughs> I didn't even go into bring and buy. Other lots of people I know did. Um, but if you were paying, someone said that also had a like a lengthy, even a couple of hours wait to pay. So, uh, crazy amount of stuff. There's quite a lot. There's quite a few reports <sighs> post expo about people losing games out of out of the, uh, you know being picked up or not paid for but when you got oh that's not good thousands of games there's going to be yeah. some ad- admin errors so bring them bry i think the show had a much more international presence to it so it just felt like the games expo of 2019 so there were some publishers there that i don't think i've seen before it yeah it just felt bigger and better i think it was the biggest show they've ever done so um it was crazy saturday was at points bonkers the amount of people in the in the place friday was my probably my favorite day for grabbing games so managed to grab so after us is out imminently they've got a uk exclusive box that's got big ben on the front whereas the um the normal version has got uh the eiffel tower in paris okay. um yeah so they're like, I don't know, like 30 40 of those every day so like I was front of the queue, grab one of those. Um managed to grab Earth and that again sold out every morning. There were twenty copies. So some I told you it's good, isn't it? Yeah, I played it today for the first time and I told went, you this is a game that it's, there's a lot going on. Carol's like, man, there's so many things I've got to work through. Yes. Um so again I grabbed that. So managed to grab, I guess, the things at the hotness. Oh, the Icky expansion, which we've not yet tried, but uh, we did have played Icky standard version this week twice just to get ourselves head around the rules again, which is fantastic. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, various other bits, you know, bits and bobs, some button shy games that we'd missed out, some oint games that we saw. Oh, Marrakesh, actually, which is from Queen Games, which I, somehow I had missed it through the first two days until late Saturday afternoon, by which point they sold out of the, the classic big box 
which has got all the deluxe components in it. And okay, they had yeah. the essential and I um denied and then on Sunday I thought, actually yeah, I don't need all these deluxe bits, so I'm just gonna go for the standard. Right. Um, and we played that today, and that's a yeah, Stefan Feld point salad, points everywhere, but very, very enjoyable. So before we get into designers, shall we have a listen yeah. to So you know, it's interesting. Yeah. I my favorite part. So I also want to thank our listeners who attended the Games Expo. I had been messaging everyone I knew without telling you. <laughs> I know. I was like, yes. I was like, you need to find Gareth and take a selfie with him. Or I'm sorry, an ussy. Take an ussy with Gareth. Um, and, you know, so there was a lot of that. And you got to meet a lot of the Instagram community, which was really cool. Um, so with that in mind, do we want to, why don't we listen to what Max had to say? Let's go for it. Yeah. Hi, I'm Max. I've been really enjoying World UKGE, and my favourite thing so far has been meeting the characters and um, playing games. I'm really looking forward to watching the performing nerd. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I love the enthusiasm behind so great. this chap. Um, why don't we go into design mode? So we've had we've heard okay. from Max. I spoke so the press event. All of the um, the people there bring their wares to a smaller area, and the very first person I bumped into were the guys behind Zuli, which is this card sushi go style drafting game where you're building a zoo. And I did say somebody this week. It's basically Art Nova with cards. Who then. <laughs> punch me for being ridiculous but you you are putting enclosures down and filling it with animals let's take a listen to what they've got to say yeah so let's do it published by unfringed um zuli is a fast uh, but deceptively strategic card game where you're collecting animals enclosures and upgrades to build the highest scoring wildlife park you can uh ages eight plus 15 to 20 minutes to play so this game completely surprised me because on the artwork it just looks kind of kiddy right we played it about four times at the show and we've played it twice since we've been home because it's that kind of sushi go speed of game you draft you um keep back either animals or enclosures you've got some rules like you can't put fierce animals eat, eat, eat each other together um you can't put fierce animals with happy animals um the different bit is that after you have got your, let's say, eight cards, you complete your enclosures. You're not doing your enclosures like putting animals into different pens until the end of the round. And then you draft a game. And when you finish that draft, you can reset everything so you can move it all around. So basically, after three rounds, building this epic zoo um, where all animals need to live in harmony. The animals have got combo scoring points. Uh, a lot of people called it the game of the expo last year. Personally, for me, that was Acropolis. But Man, it's a lot of fun. So if you yeah. get a chance, Z-U-L-L-I, Zuli. Um, Zuli. Fantastic small drafting game. Very nice. Very Unfringe, nice Unfringe Games. Go and check it out. Cool. Cool. So straight after that, um, I played Mycelia. I hope I've pronounced that right. Mycelia is correct. Um, this Have game, you seen? I have seen it. It looks awesome. Um I, I told my wife, I was like, we need to, if, if, if we can get a copy of Gen Con, we've got to do it. Cause so, so it's not on Kickstarter until I think September time ish. Okay. Now it looks um, awesome. L- luckily Nick from board game view UK had a copy at 
Gen Con, which I think I spoke about in that show. Yeah. Um, so I had a chance to uh, talk to the designer. So for those who didn't listen, that's Gen Con with a J. With a J. So let's have a listen uh, to the designer and see what the 30-second elevator pitch is all about. I'm Jack from Splitstone Games, and this is my game Mycelia, the strategic mushroom game. And it's all about the life cycle of mushrooms, growing uh, mushrooms to score points, scoring those mushrooms to expand your network, and then eventually seeing those mushrooms to decay to unlock special actions. And it's a dynamic game. You can uh, expand the board by adding tiles. And it's a, it's a, a very tactical game and full of jeopardy. And uh, yeah. So this game is my cup of tea or mm-hmm. my cup of mushroom tea. You've kind of got this wind mechanic that's drafting the spores around the table. The artwork is to absolutely die for. I think it's beautifully illustrated. I think I've met three separate groups of players who've done a playtest during the weekend who are all raving about it. And if you did visit the stand and you look at the Instagram photographs, uh, there's this giant mushroom hat that people were wearing. I saw um, that. I saw yeah, that. Which is a lot of fun. I have got this on watch it will definitely be impact part of the Southampton group of our gaming group we talk about not back in the same games and right, on this right. one we all, we've all gone no, no I want my own copy so that's you know that's good thumbs up from us from those who played at the games expo and it's about mushrooms which seems to be a yeah fun guy topic that's terrible which is interesting so it really conjured up images of star trek discovery i know you're not a star trek fan but the whole perp the whole engine on the discovery is run on a mycelial network of spores that allows the ship to just jump from place to place and that was the first thing that conjured my mind even though it was clearly i can see i can see i was like oh my god this is great you know so because the wind blows and the spores drift across the board i mean right there's there's more to it than that but you 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 know as you heard in the clip yes mycelia so um back, back it soon on kickstarter we can put a link well when it goes live we'll we can discuss it maybe yep. we can try and get a, a review copy Ooh. um the next one i laughed about because um one of the most longest games i now own is europa universal Univalaris. if you were to play in full i hear it's like a two day each day is like five six hours it's epic oh. you need a weekend okay and there is so much going on and I stopped at that that stand and said, you've got 30 seconds to explain this game. And he looked at me and went, I can do this. <laughs> so let's take a listen to whether he does achieve this in 30 seconds. I'm Victor from Agile Games, and this is the Europa Universalis, a sandbox historic game in which you can do whatever you want. You have 16 nations with their own events, and you can just dream what you want to do and just do it. You have to put a, uh, down a lot of fires, but you're going to be able to recreate history however you want. You can follow it on. You can do whatever you want. You have technologies. You have events. You have milestones. You have crusades, the HRE. You have um, Papal Curia. You have uh, religions. You have uh, administrative power, diplomatic power, military power, anything you want. You have it in Europe Universalis for how long you want. Right, so it was over 30 seconds. It was. However, he I, he manages to bring to life the core of this beyond epic 4X game um, that 
has yet to hit my table. Um, <laughs> I have to a be friend fair, who's played it, and we just need to arrange for that friend to arrive and then teach us. Um, nice. We have got we have got a weekend planned uh, where I think all of this us have got two. Oh, you're going to play two and a half days off, and we'll play it, and then we'll go home, and we'll come back and finish it off but to be honest um, even listening to him i still have so many questions yeah I'm not even, i don't i'm not even going to try i've read the yeah. rule book once and went i just need to sit down and play this yep. we recommend that everyone has read the rule book at least once and one person has read it like three times and gets the grip there's okay. so many side you know sides things that go on but yeah yep. that was that was fun um so that they're the ones that i picked up on the the on the press event. Um, there are others I talked to, but they're the three that I managed to record. Um, let's take a listen to another part of the Instagram community. This time, uh, this is the brother of Max. This is George. Yeah. Hi, I'm George, and I love you, KGA. I'm excited for the dark room and also the performing nerd. And I love looking at board games. We have have over 360 and we still got room for more so george has got a lot of games he loves his games oh my god <laughs> i believe i believe there's more space available for more games i i'd like to see how many more games are required uh, i don't believe there were many um, i feel like i feel like if he ever were to come to my house he'd judge me for not having enough games <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so once you got into the, the expo itself over the i guess a friday there were there were games which i hadn't heard of which i find you know it's just great this discovering smaller publishers uh designers and chatting about games um and i was chatting to max boardrunner who said had i seen solar uh, sphere and i was like i've seen it over the last couple of years it was a kickstarter maybe a year year and a half ago and um because it's a space theme it's those theme games that don't you know, Carrie doesn't like space games. Yep. But um, I walked up and they were doing uh, a demo and talked briefly about some zulking on steroidsy thing. This is this has got Daiso, so that I didn't quite hit a context, but it captured the imagination. And so I then watched the rest of the playthrough and went, "Yeah, this game it won best dice mechanic, I think, at the expo." And again, you, it's got the Kickstarter bundle with the play mat and the expansion for. For a good price, so that ended up in my in my bag. Um, let's have a listen to what they have to say about that. Yeah, my name is Aidan Lowther. I uh, work for Transa Games, and this game is Solar Sphere. It's a dice placement game about building a Dyson sphere where you're trying to extract all the energy from the sun. It's a dice placement, engine building, semi cooperative, and it recently won the UK Games Expo Dice Award. So that that was great. Um... Why don't we take a second and listen to uh, what Susie and Jenny had to say about their experience at the Expo. Let's go for it. I'm Susie from Games with Beanie. My highlight for the UK Games Expo weekend was getting to play Forbidden Jungle at the Cold Spring Games stand and getting to meet all the Instagamers I hadn't met yet, including Dennis of Ordinary Board Games and Angel. Hi, my name's Jenny. I'm from Board Game Family UK. I'm loving the Expo, especially meeting all the people from Instagram. I love it. I love it. And, and if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, so you picked up Susie. Susie actually got the ride with you. Susie was, uh, I was chauffeur for the weekend because yeah. I was there. So there was a massive train strike. 
So one of the complexities I, I heard, of the UK was that. that the trains was, weren't running, people were hard getting in. So the cup, so sometimes people got let in because the car park was just rammed. So for a lot of people, there was just extra stress from the travel. Mm. And of course, then we Amazing. have some Jenny a second ago, who is Jenny Gen Con with a J. Yeah. And Jenny organizes loads of uh, these little Instagram conventions in the UK. So she is um, yeah, heart and soul of a lot of things that the Instagram, the Instagram. Thank you. Do. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you so much. Um, so I want to ask you, yeah. but um, it was representatives of uh, Spiel des Jahres was at the expo, right? Yeah. So, so they were in, a, so I came across their stand in the corner and I was like, what, what's this stand about? Because they had all the nominations for the three awards. Um, they weren't selling anything, but uh, I thought I'd just see what they're up to. So uh, let's take a listen to what they had to say and why they're at the show. Hi there, I'm Manuel Fritsch from the Spiel des Jahres Jury. We're the first time here at the UK Game Expo to show all the nominees for this year's Game of the Year and Kennerspiel des Jahres, which is Spiel des Jahres and Kennerspiel des Jahres, and also the Kids Games, which is Kinderspiel des Jahres. And uh, it's very exciting to see. Um, we wanted to test out and see if uh, the British people and the UK people know our award. And it's a very high praise we get here. A lot of people come by and they know the Spiel des Jahres, they know the award, which is very nice for us to see. And uh, you can come by and demo the game if you want to. So we're happy we're all weekend here. So I think they'll be back. They were very enthusiastic. When I, was, when I was standing there, people were coming up asking about the nominations. So I think it's just raising awareness of the awards and they'd said to me um when we were chatting did i you know how important was the spiel de jar and i said i think everyone talks about it as soon as the nominations come out it is a huge marker of i guess the hotness the games that are worth checking out um absolutely icky's in the list this year so yep. um and so is planet unknown so um, and, yeah, and yeah and so is next station london oh yeah it is which Oh, Katie and I, if we're not playing it on BGA, we're playing it on our table. Oh, my God. That's a game that I haven't picked up. But I was talking to somebody about the new the new version. Tokyo, uh, Tokyo. is awesome. So, so they said if, you, if you're if you not into roll and write, they felt that the Tokyo was probably not for new gamers. Interesting. Um, okay. Which was interesting. That okay. was from the designers of Zuli. That they say it just just needed you needed to have a good concept of hmm. so if you're an experienced rolling writer or flip and write you're okay um so as you, I, I haven't tried it so i yeah i can't comment really um so let's take a listen to two more of the instagram community this time we're going to hear uh back to back from craig and from nick hey this is craig from getting to games the best thing so far has been the robot quest arena at wise wizard games it's incredible it's robot wars the game Hi, I'm Nick from Board Game Review UK, and I'm at the UK Games Expo having lots of fun. I've seen more awesome new games, Mycelia. I've caught up with the old King's Crown, which also looks absolutely fantastic. And I've just met the designer of Acropolis, one of my favourite games of last year, Jules Misso. I got his autograph on a first player token, and I've got my photo with him, and I couldn't be happier. Plus, I get to meet a little bit of the Instagram community. Well, what an enthusiastic couple of gentlemen never <laughs> never disappoint i love these guys um, yeah so yep yeah, honestly i one of the fun funnest things was putting these mics on people and uh quite a few people walked off because they you know a little bit shy and so i hadn't heard what they said 
And so I got home and started playing these clips back. So um, <laughs> always bringing a smile to my face. Um, so one of the games which um, was being demoed for a Kickstarter launch back end of the year was um, was Joyride. Now, Joyride, if I sum it up, is a mixture of cars racing around the track in Mario style, blowing themselves up. But with the kind of... Um, those apocalyptic car Armageddon trucks racing through the desert kind of uh, settings. Uh, I didn't get to play. I, I just had a, a run through, but uh, all of the Southampton crew did and they loved it. I'll put some photographs on the, uh, on the Instagram uh, account so people can see it, but let's check out uh, what they had to say. Absolutely. Oh, I am Pete Ward and I am the co-designer of Joyride and work for Rebellion Unplugged. Uh, Joyride is a Mad Max meets Mario Kart style racing game for two to four players where you're going to be racing around the track, trying to beat your opponents through the gates and to the finish line, crashing into each other, firing rockets at each other, dropping oil slicks and mines in each other's way, doing whatever you can to gain advantages for yourself and screw over your friends. So it's a lot of fast-paced, action-packed racing fun. So my impression and my takeaway, I don't know if you remember this, although you might, there was an old Sony PlayStation game called Twisted Metal. Oh yeah, okay. And then there was like there was a sequel. That's what I thought about because like you've got these cars and you're like you're fighting but you're racing and yeah, I mean, that was so, the image the image that conjured up in my head. So yeah, you got kind of a I think it was four player plus on like the full side of the board, and if you flip the board over, there was like a two player track. So oh, they nice. squeeze the space out. And the, the amount of customization where the start line is, uh, when you pick up rockets and you you fire a rocket in a straight line, um, you can spin the cars out of control. So just like in Mario Kart, where you, you think you're ahead and someone just nudges your your, your back tire, you yep. go spinning across the track. It looked like a lot of fun. Production levels were top notch as well. So um, That's cool. uh, That's check out Joy Rides uh, at the back end of Joy the Ride. I love it. Um, so let's listen to uh, another group from the Instagram community. I, I really, I've been, I, I'm interested in what these guys have to say. And it's Sam and Gareth. And that's other Gareth. The other Gareth. The other Gareth. Yeah. Hi, I'm Sam from S versus J Board Games. And uh, we've had an amazing UKGE. Our highlights have been playing Heat, Pedal to the Metal, uh, Moon, and uh, the Old King's Crown. Hi, I'm Gareth at ice and dice games on instagram uh here at my first uk expo uh absolutely loved it it's an amazing inclusive safe space where everyone can be their best self and just do what they love doing playing games with their friends and new friends and new colleagues and what a great place to be very sensible from the other gareth right and um yeah honestly uh, I had the pleasure of hanging out most of the weekends playing games. Um, Sam, um, who I'd not play, played games with before, uh, was great company uh, with his wife, Jess. Um, and uh, we I taught those guys um, Cat in a Box, which I actually talked to quite a few people over the weekend. Cool. That was in my bag. That's really a game I carried around the most just because it was a reasonably quick filler. And I find that game a lot of fun. So there's a little plug awesome. for Cat in the Box as well so here's a question for you were there a lot of and 
did you get to see a lot of, um, were there a lot of married couples and families at the expo? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it's a real, a real family event, particularly on the Saturday. Oh, good. Um, good. Yeah. Kids galore. There's a treasure hunt where you get a bit of paper and the kids have to wander around looking for clues to enter into a prize. It's geared. Up, cool. It's geared for families. Um, Perfect. So yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Really, really That's good. Cool. Um, so you've talked about in previous episodes, you and I have just been in, in the course of our friendship, you talk a lot about oink games and I know oink, they were oink. there. Okay. So I bet you got a chance to talk to them, right? Yeah, I did. Um, so on my list of things I would like to acquire was a game that I'd seen maybe two or three months ago, pop up somewhere. I think it might be on Instagram, uh, a game called make the difference, which is a game where you've got sheets of like doodles Okay. Cut yeah, out, like line doodles. Right, right. And then yeah. as a player, you basically have to draw like a black line. Um, and then the other players need to spot where you've made the difference. So you spot the difference oh, again. Okay. Um, you get you get this kind of this sheet um of plastic that you lay over the original just to try and remove any like you people can see maybe where you've got a residue of ink. So it just distorts it slightly. Um and um if you have bought the game and you didn't know, uh, they do end up a little bit warped, put them in hot water and put a book on it and they'll be flat top tip. Um, and that's, uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then I thought, well, let's find out what's going on in the world of Oink. So let's take a yeah. listen. Hi. So my name's Toby Meany. I work for Oink Games, uh, at the UK Games Expo 2023. Um, a highlight of the game or a new game this year is Make the Difference. And our main draws for this show are obviously naturally, like everybody says, the people, but also the food trucks. And this year, there's some great new exhibitors from outside of the UK or even outside of Europe, which yeah. is uh, fantastic. So as ever, I mean, I not only did I pick up Made a Difference, but we picked up a few of the other games as well. Um, now these games aren't cheap. They're, they're little boxes and they're all right. around 18, 20 pounds. Wow. Um, but they end up being games that we just throw in our bag um i was at a family uh barbecue yesterday and we pulled out a couple of those games so um we always stop at the oink uh stands um and i did manage to grab the expansion two dice and some little special edition gold silver bronze divers for deep sea adventure which i think was limited again limited stock it wasn't new for this year i think it might have been last year but it just adds a little bit more to deep sea adventure game which is probably our most the most popular oink game in the series um so let's jump back to our instagram community and Absolutely. let's hear what dan and another max a much older max has to say <laughs> about the uk games expo dan and max dan and max hi i'm dan board gamist and this is my second con of the year first big con that i've ever been to uh, UKGE and I've absolutely loved it. Um, I've got a copy of Outlive and a copy of After Us, much anticipated from Hachette uh, and the people have been brilliant and yeah, make sure you get down know some people, take it easy um, and it's been fantastic, yeah. Hello, my name is Max from Boardrunner. Um, I've been working on the Hachette stand uh, for the past couple of days I spent the Friday morning going around with my mate Steve and checking out the, all the events and all the board games. Uh, and it was great fun. And now, for the last couple of days, I've been working with Hachette, demoing all their games, 
I've had a great time uh, showing people how to play Acropolis, Oracalcum, uh, many others. After Us is a great one to watch. Um, so keep an eye out for the new Hachette games. And we've even finished tonight with uh, 10 player Six Nymphs and 11 player Knight of the Ninja. I love the community. It's such great fun playing all the big player games. So if you can try and get down to the expo, that's where you'll find all the big player games. Now, I mean, Dan is the ball gamist. So Dan has done the ball game Olympics. Um, We managed to um, get some games in. So we chatted over the weekend, uh, just going, right, you know, are we going to be able to get some time together? Um, And we played a game called Cavango. So I saw you post pictures of that. So it looks like wingspan with like, animals not just birds yeah and at one point i did say i'm um, i enjoy this more than wingspan Ooh. now so so this, so this so, is again a kickstarter later in the year uh gareth the other gareth had uh has been talking to the design team the publisher and they had kindly given gareth uh, a review copy to carry rounds to get us to play it as okay. long as we took it back on sunday so gareth has given the game back so um on sunday morning um uh, we sat down and played this game with myself, Gareth, uh, Elena, and most solo, and Dan Borgamist. And yeah, it's it's a bit like Earth, where you've got uh, a fixed grid, and the game comes ends when uh, bits are all filled in. It, it's just slightly more complex and windspan, but lots of elements from it, like the cards, animals. But you're building sets, you're putting habitat down. I was really impressed. And I know I've seen okay. I think Nick's just got a copy to do some preview work on. So um yeah, I haven't got a snippet for those guys. But um Kavan K A V A N G O Kavango. Yeah, Check it's it it's interesting because when you're looking at still photos of board games, it doesn't give you a sense, you know, a true sense. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, this this looks like visually looks like wingspan. Um there's lots of animals. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, worth checking out. That's a cool experience. I'm I'm glad that uh, Gareth was a other Gareth was able to oh, make yeah, that happen. Uh, yeah, and it's really good that that I guess a publisher design team let him take a copy off the stand. I think he'd been and played it on the stand in the morning, mm-hmm. and then said to kind of borrow it. So yeah, fantastic for them to let us uh, at least uh, sit down and try it out. So I understand, and I'm I'm really excited because I know you got to talk to him. Uh, and we've had him on our, he was our first guest he was. on the show. You got to speak with Richard from Folded Space, right? It did. How did, how did that go? Well, first of all, because we did the podcast, we did the podcast videoed him, but with a headset on and a mic, I couldn't recognize him. <laughs> I was like, is that, no, is Richard here? And then they said, yes, there he is. So, <laughs> um, so then, yeah, chatted, went through things we talked about in the podcast. So we looked at Frosthaven expansion had a really interesting conversation about printing and the, the complexities of gray, which is really hard to print and how hard black really? is to print and really? how color is a lot easier. So um, that was really interesting. And that's probably, so we've agreed that Richard, uh, we'll get a time right. We'll come back on the show and we'll talk about the complexity of printing gray and black. Uh, oh, on that's a cool. day. But um, let's have a listen to what Richard had to say about, um, about the products they had at the show. Okay. So I'm Richard from Folded Space. Uh, we're here at UK Games Expo. We've got a lot of our new products here on show. Today we released an insert for the game Revive, an insert for Frostpunk. Uh, we've got more inserts every day. There's a really cool one here for Undaunted Stalingrad I was going to show. 
we're doing more and more color inserts, two or three color inserts every month. So by the end of the year, the expansion of the range is going to be huge. So yeah, more to go. Yeah. You know, he is by far one of the most professional, knowledgeable, and interesting people to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really good chat. Um, just to listening him. to him, it conjured back to our, our episode with him. And I'm like, man, Richard's cool. I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> and it, and it, the, the stand's a really wide stand at the show. Um, yeah. And I, I went past on Sunday mid-morning. And they, you can buy all the folded space and the amount of things that were sold out, out of stock. Um, they are really Good. popular, really popular Good. as as a story solutions. If you, if you haven't checked out folded space uh, and you want some story solutions for your games, uh, go and check it out. Um, so I said earlier about the cosmos colliding and things happening for a reason. So this this is bizarre. So on Saturday, um, so I'd seen that Ignacy from Portal Games was at the show. Uh, there was no Portal stand this year because there were no new releases, but okay. he was at. Yeah, you games expo, and he kept popping up on various social media channels with um, he the next release uh, which will be at Essen called Imperial Miners. Now this game is in the right. setting the in the in the world of Imperial Settlers, but is not part of that. You know, it's not it's not expansion. It's, it's a standalone game. And I was like, man, I really really want to try and check this out. But I wherever he was, I was never in the same place. So then we went for dinner on the Saturday night, uh, which meant that uh, side story, we find it very difficult to get to tables because we had it's eating or gaming space. So we went to eat <laughs> quite early and then um, at the UK Games Expo, there's uh, opposite after the Vikings, there's like a shopping complex with food outlets it's where generally you go to. So we'd had food, uh, we'd come back and uh, I was looking at the water, oblivious, and Carrie goes, there's Ignacy. Uh, and I was like, oh, and I turned around and then ran after him and just say, hey, it's Gareth. And he said, no, I, uh, I said, uh, we played back in about 2017, 18. We had a chance to play Detective before it was released. Um, oh, cool. Where, okay. uh, again, Ignacy was um, taking you to meet somewhere. They'd booked out hotel rooms and you went there basically with a group of people to play Detective. Um, so I, he said, he said, he remembered me and I said, look, I'm really up for checking out Imperial Miners when, and he said, I can do it tomorrow. I've got to record a podcast, but I'll move it back. And he said, where should we meet? And I said, hall three outside 10 o'clock. We can exchange emails. It was a date. Nice. Anyway, next morning comes along. I meet him and he said, you will not believe it. And he was so excited. I said, what? And he goes, about a hundred yards after I bumped into you, I bumped into Rory, who was the other player when we played Detective, who also oh wanted to play Imperial Miners. Wow. So me and Rory got the gang back together and played Imperial Miners. And it's weird that you know thirty-five thousand people and the public happened to be within this amount of space, walking past at the same time to bump into a designer and obviously the CEO of Portal Games, to make the magic happen. And we sat down and absolutely loved it. Yep. Engine builder. You've got a mine at the top. You're coming down, playing. You're playing. It's, I think it was 10. I'm going to say 10 rounds. 10 cards. Every round, you're just playing one card out of your hands. Level one, level two, level three, level four cards. And then whenever you put the card down at a level, you basically trace your way back up. 
So you're building this combo tastic <laughs> chain of different um, like rooms in the mine, and um, yeah, from what I heard from uh, you'll hear me from Ignacy, it's been very well received. Um, and it's Ness and release. And uh, I just love how the cosmos aligns to let me check that out on a Sunday morning. So uh, let's hear what Ignacy had to say. My name is Ignacy Trzebicek. I work for Portal Games. And I came to UK Game Expo to present my new game, the new game from Portal Games. It's called Imperial Miners. I spent the whole two days playing with press and media, presenting the game. And the feedback is very positive. So I'm coming back uh, today home very happy and, and very proud. The feedback is very, very good. Wow. Right. That's divine providence is yes. what that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was just, yeah, just really good fun. Um, I, I, you know, I've got a soft spot for kind of that engine builder and it all just starts to come. Right. And I did, there were things towards the end that I've just got this, some of these cards, I was like, this is point scoring epicness. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's a game that uh, I'll need to be acquiring and uh, at the back end of Essen. Um, yeah, which isn't far away. No, it's not. So um, let's hear from uh, Elena and George next. How about that? So George has broken the rules with my 30 seconds. George just went this, for a minute and a half. This does not surprise me at so all. Let's listen to Elena and George's points that he wanted to share, which is beyond amazing. Thanks to both <laughs> of them. Hello, I'm Elena, uh, mostly solo. And I'm here at the UK Games Expo for the first time ever, because I've never been. Um, and I really like it, especially the open gaming, because there's no open gaming in Essen. George from At Boundary Stone Games here. Um, highlights of the show for me. I think there's probably breaking into about three different things. One, meeting up with Insta friends. Um, obviously, there's the, the normal Wednesday crew, who I see you folk all the time, but it's also the other Instagram crew catching up with those and just having a few games and just chewing the fat. Great. I love it. Um, two, seeing some of the new uh, releases, some of the new upcoming games that are, are, are there. For example, the, the highlight for me has been Mycelia, which uh, is coming to Kickstarter in September. And the artwork on that is absolutely drop dead gorgeous. I love it. And it plays a really nice game too. And I think the um, other side of it as well is just seeing some innovation. So another one that I'll bring, uh, I'll mention is, is uh, for your carrying your, your miniatures, really. Um, and it's uh, a company called tabletoptech.com. They have some really funky gear out there. And that's really worth, worth, worth having a look at their website. And then I think finally for me is actually where I've met a load of the designers of the games that I've backed on Kickstarter. So uh, Morton from uh, Viking Raiders, uh, it was great to chew the fat with him. The guys from Beast, uh, who I think, Gareth, you, you've oh. been speaking to. Uh, again, just to say that I've backed their game and just to have a, a little bit of an insight into the design process from them. I just really love all of that, just understanding a little bit more about the game. Um, so yeah, it's been a great show, really. So yeah, so Elena is one of the interim community that we all made friends with through lockdown. Um, right. So mostly solo, known yep. for her animations, stop motion mm -hmm. animations, and then George is a friend uh, who we we introduced to war games just after lockdown, so we'll sort of come to end, and we've played with ever since. Um, really good summary of why the expert's about. Whether it's yeah. you know particularly George talking about um, how he's met some of the the 
people he's backed on some of the smaller games and how important it is for them to reach out and meet, you know, people have helped them become a success. You know, Erlena and I have become friends because of you. Um, I think, I think she came, she came down, she came down and you, you met the first time you met her was at like an Instagram. I think it might've been one of Nick's events. Again, it was an Instagram community event with international, international guests. Yeah. And then she and I started talking and she was really intrigued by the fact that you and I have been friends for a couple of years and we've never met. Um, she thought that was fascinating. She and I would, we really started our, our friendship started when we were talking about the way Americans and the Dutch, um, express the holidays, like the way we decorate our homes. And she was talking about her holidays and then yeah, it was really interesting. So it was, it was great to see her and, and talk to her then and hear her just now. So it was pretty cool. Um, so again, you, I think you talked to the designer, right? Um, one of the up and coming designers for Micro Dojo. Yeah, uh, Micro Dojo. Yeah. So yeah. So I I'd seen Micro Dojo um, through Rolling Realms. Yes. Yeah. Um, and never played it. And then nope. had an invite uh, during the before before the show to go and uh, talk to um, I think it was Ben the designer, um, and yeah he told me a story around how his game came about. So he had the idea. It's a really small form wrestling game, um, and he worked out that he could ship this envelope, which is basically one punch board's worth of content in a kind of A five uh, envelope around the world for like a few pounds. So he ran a Kickstarter and was really successful and got that game out into the big bad world um, and then made um, a proper mini box, you know, game that retailers could have. Um, He's just done a Kickstarter expansion. So from a very simple idea of trying to get his game out in an envelope to then having the game, you know, produced in a proper proper box, uh, it's a really just fun little game. And um, last year we picked up a game called uh, Mini Ninjas um from mm-hmm. uh, Ileto, which we'll talk we're here in a minute but these guys it felt a perfect game when you've got you know t- two people you're away you're traveling uh the box is nice and small so right. let's see um let's see a little bit about micro dojo so hi i'm uh i'm ben from downton with prometheus game labs uh here at uk games expo with micro dojo and its expansion uh with Microbots and for the first time 99 ninja um, yeah, so if you want a small form game, go and check out Micro Dojo, a publisher who also has been, every time I've been to the show, who's been growing, it's been Elito, Elito, E-L-E-T-O, Elito. I just now think, how do I even pronounce that? But um, but Adam uh, is on Instagram. Yep. Um, he has created a publisher company and has had some really nice games. This year uh, introduced me to Doomlings, which is a really big mm. Kickstarter kind of card drafting, tableau building game, which we have played a lot since we've come back. It's really fast paced. Um, they're the guys behind Mini Ninja. They've got a table tabletop golf game. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam also broke his back this year by falling Ooh. over a, a tree stump. So it was great to see him moving up around about. up and Good. about because uh, he could have been very different. Um, but let's hear what uh, Adam's got to say. Hi, it's Adam from Aletto Games. We're here at UK Games Expo. This is our second year and we are absolutely shattered, but we're loving demoing some of our new games for the publishers that we have. 
some of the highlights has been Doomlings, the card game. We've got the table golf dexterity. But ultimately, loving meeting new people, playing games. We distribute for Grandpa Becks, Fox Mines, and Tim Bowers games, plus more. But that's a little bit of us in a nutshell. Yeah, so um, Doomlings kind of, I, I don't know because I had never met him. I don't know if he was there at Gen Con. I'm sure he was last year. But a lot of people were talking about Doomlings and it was getting ready to come out. And now it's... Yeah, so that, yeah. that's that, that. Those guys they had the Doomlings marketing team over over in the UK, and they were working mm-hmm. out the Gen Con trip. So they're definitely gonna be there again. I'd completely oh, missed it. Um, whether it's a, it was the, I mean, it's it's card based. It's kind of looks, it's all colourful, um, but I managed to take a copy, and um, it's got a core box. There's a deluxe box. They in the deluxe boxes there's three foil cards which are randomly put in, which in theory, if you went and bought enough deluxe boxes, you could end up making (laughs) a deck of just foil cards, (laughs) which I suppose is what people try to do. Well, So so there's crazy prices for some of these cards, but um, go and check it out. um, It's a lot of fun, fast-paced. I was quite surprised by that one. You know, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm listening to all this. I'm looking at the map, the floor plan of the NEC, and I realize that Funko has like a huge footprint. At least it looks like it. Um, and I know that you went there. Yeah. So, um, so, so inside tell me about that. Two, yeah. There's some big old zones like Warhammer had a massive amount of space because you could paint minis. So oh, sure. you had yeah. gaming. You, if you're into RPGs or into miniatures, uh, you could do. It's not just about board games, but yeah, Funko, which I guess are famous for you know Funko Pop figures. They've released numerous games over the last few years. A bit more, I guess mainstream market um had suggested that i pop along and have a chat so i did um we'll listen to the audio in a moment um but they had a game that i saw release at or at least or highlighted at not maybe not released at comic con which was star wars rivals which is a two-player back and forth um game core box comes with uh i think it's three minis um but then blister packs now the blister packs are blind so okay. that does go oh, like this feels yeah. like a money pit, but the game itself uh, I thought was really good. Um, one of my favorite games I went, wow, look at that was a game uh, based on Indiana Jones. Um, Saw a lot of pictures from the expo. And yeah. It looked so, really cool. Yeah. Basically you had this tower with two carts on it and it was a uh, card playing action, moving your, um, Indiana or the other characters are different spots taking the action and the game, you're doing that but the moment you, you get put gems inside these containers and the moment it flips, the sand timer starts to run oh. and then you've got to beat the bad, the bad guy to one of the guys from like Raiders of the Lost Ark right. um, so it's kind of got this intent oh we've got to start playing cards until uh, you kill the baddie or if you don't kill the baddie you go to the second round um, okay. really a lot of fun really got it to table Okay. Uh, Friday. Um, again, th- these games are sometimes, you know, they don't hit the more broad gamer market, more family oriented. Right. Um, but they had, there's a Jurassic Park game theme we had last year that's also really good. Um, so definitely worth checking out some of the Funko stuff. Their Cranium, which I said to him I'd never played. Um, and it's like really, it was really big in America a while ago. Huge in America. Huge. So, I, like- um, a long time ago, like my late, my teenage years into early adulthood, Cranium was like the family game. It was really cool. So they, they, they had the 25 year 
anniversary oh. edition. So um, that is ready for a games night with uh, friends and family who want to make a full self. I think we'll hear from the Instagram community guys who, who was playing it in the hall um, with no, you know, no worries about some of the things they're trying to do to, uh, 20, to win points. 25 years ago. 25 wow. years. So, wow. so yeah, that, yeah, so really, really good, uh, really engaging, probably the most uh, enthusiastic group of pub- as a publisher, particularly engaging with the press uh, on what they had, what they had to say. So, Big presence, loads of uh, releases, um, and yeah, just really fun chatting to those guys. Yeah, so let's take a listen to what the Funko team had to say. Hello, I'm Stefan from Funko Games. We are here at UK Game Expo 2023. First time we are exhibiting. Uh, we are very excited. We have so many new games for the fans. The first one is Cranium 25 Anniversary. We are relaunching uh, the, the Cranium game. Uh, we have three other titles in the Cranium uh, collection for kids, for family, everybody have something. Um, we are also launching our Indiana Jones collection. We have Indiana Jones Sands of Adventure, which is a collaborating uh, silly party game. We have uh, um, Indiana Jones Cryptic, which is, uh, um, uh, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, escape box, escape room in a box. So you are re- resolving okay. clues and finding where to dig and all these kind of things. Uh, and then one of our peers, the resistance is Star Wars Rival, our new collectible uh, uh, collection game. And uh, you are playing with all the characters from the Star Wars universe. It's fast, it's quick and simple, it's beautiful. The dice is in the shape of a kyber crystal. So the fan loves the, the, all the, the lore, the, the loyalty to the lore. And uh, yeah, we have so many games. I can't describe all of them. Real Window, Big Brain. So uh, check the website, funkforgameeurope.com and uh, funkforgameeurope.com game. Uh, and then you'll, uh, you'll see all, uh, all the, the goodness in the, in the offering. So as I said, loads of releases. Go check loads. out. Loads, wow. Yeah, really good. Um, a game that uh, was present again this year, at the expo that's on Kickstarter right now is a game called Horror in the Library. Which, Horror um, in the Library. Okay. I think it was released this time last year as well. It didn't fund last year. Okay. Um, and I was talking to the the designer and the publisher, and it's a great example where publishers gone away, reflected on the price. They've re-engineered the components. They've changed the art. They've simplified uh, the packaging but at the same time, managed to bring the cost down. But actually, from what, what from what I saw, the quality of the artwork has stepped up. Um, it's not quite funded on Kickstarter moment, but let's have a listen to uh, the guys behind Horror in the Library. Hi, I'm Marcus Bullen from Blues Alert Games, and we have got a Kickstarter project starting today, and that is about Horror in the Library, which is a Victorian-themed horror game for families. It's a tile-based card-collecting game where you explore the library Rotate the rooms, look for secrets in pages. The first person to get all their secrets wins the game. Now, we had a blast with this game, um, running around, chasing down monsters. Um, the the game has got square tiles, like a three by three grid, and with a little um, little knob, little knob, which you lift and you turn the tile to to basically make the doors go into into nowhere. So you're trying to deal with the monsters and also just upset your neighbours. Um, so mm. yeah, chaotic, but but a lot of fun. Um, and so with that, why don't we have a listen to another George, a different George's time, 
perspective of the expo. Hello, my name is George and my Instagram is BoardGameBoard. This year was my first time visiting UKGE. I came with a friend and we both came away from the weekend having thoroughly enjoyed the experience. While there, I played and saw loads of new and interesting games. From the heated negotiation of a game of coalitions, which involved me, Britain, being abandoned by my only ally, Russia, played by none other than Cole Worley, designer of Root, to playing some games that I normally wouldn't get to play and probably wouldn't own, like Star Wars Armada, where the blend of theme and mechanics really hit the sweet spot for me. Most of all, everyone I talked to and played games with was so kind and welcoming especially to a newcomer like me. To the stranger that recommended we buy Project L, thank you, it's as good as you made it sound. Overall, it was such a good weekend, and I am very thankful to everyone there, exhibitor, organiser, or visitor, who made it so. So many Georges. That's three, <laughs> to, three Georges, two yeah. Gareths. I mean, what, you know. There we go. It's a full house. Yeah. So, um... I remember you did on a, it was a Meeple Monday, probably, this was a while ago, yeah. but you got, you got to talk with Aaron from Studio Mid-Hall. They were getting ready, if memory serves, they were getting ready to release on Kickstarter or yeah. Beast. Beast. And you got to talk to him, right? Yeah. So, um, again, that international vibe, um, those guys were there. Um, went to say hello. I'd spoken to all of them on various calls. Uh, both we were doing uh, games online through tabletop uh, mm-hmm. during the setup and just got to go and hang out. We took some photographs. I got some words from uh, Aaron on um, the, the, on the game. I cut that. Got some words on the game. Um, and we talked about the expansion that is coming out again about September time. So let's uh, hear what they've got to say. My name is Aaron Midhall. I'm one of the designers of the board game Beast. And I'm here with my company Studio Middle to demo the game, present the game, find a lot of cool beasts and hunters around here and present the expansion a little bit. Brand new world, brand new beasts, brand new hunters. When is that out? That's out. The crowdfunding campaign on GameFound launches September 19th. It is really good to see that game uh, being played constantly they sold out of all their copies they brought to the show um again a success story of hidden movement um and yeah running after eating humans and sheep as a beast beast is a beast beast is a beast so it's just good yeah. to see those guys uh, making a success um of the show yeah so from one complicated not complicated game by beast uh, i had the absolute pleasure of going and talking to bez uh, also known as Stuff by Bez, about uh, her games and how that has evolved. Now, I say evolved because I met Bez, I think, in one of my first expos when I uh, started t- attending as press and running my Instagram account. And at the time, I was trying to work out, well, what content content do I produce? Is it just a photo? Is it a video? And I come up with this little mini review format of taking a photograph and then basically scoring different elements of it. And um, I think it was the Wibble Deck, Wibble Game, which is a game, a card game, was the very first uh, review in that format. And Bez very kindly gave me feedback, critiqued it, 
Um, let's jump forward, let's say, seven or eight years. Um, I asked Bez to talk through where the company's got now and her set of games. Now, I let this one go because you're going to hear about 15 of the <laughs> fastest summaries of everything that's been released. And every time I go uh, and meet Bez and listen to the sta- talk to the stands, I'm just blown away by the creativity and the content that he's produced. So let's hear what Bez has to say. Hi, I'm Bez, and I make stuff. So I'm soft for Bez. Best known for Yogi, the best party game of physical constraints. Finger-touching nose, ear, the cards on head, and then you do more and it gets ridiculously silly. The L deck, 26 letters, more games than that. And in a tiny little box, it's back in print after two years. You've got a game about quickly grabbing creatures that's no difference than counting your turnips or beetroots or radishes if you like speed games, but you hate not getting to grab your own stuff. A game about quickly matching words to words, but never word to words or pictures pictures if you want to jump through that little bit of extra hoop and have extra chaos on two players. Dice and Inclo and Rights Anthology is still around. I made one of the games. A game about drawing creatures, complementing the drawings and complementing the complements is one of the most beautiful games I've ever made. Where it's really training to see the beauty in people. A game about we went to call Oki Comical or seriously surreal creatures and trying to identify them after some mixed noises. It's one of my more popular things, and people have just been flocking to that all weekend long. I'm really excited by that. I've got a game about Kantagat shapes and colors that keeps getting trickier. If you like speed games, but you hate that one person keeps winning. This one, it's the winner keeps getting punished. And then when they get five punishments, they win. A game about auctioning cubes after winning an auction to become the auctioneer. Do you like struggling to work out what something's worth? Do you like the potential to lose on the first turn? Do you like being able to extort money out of your friends? This is a game for you. A game about words that rhyme with terrible rules online. If you like being a little bit creative and silly. A game about quickly grabbing cards and judging them against free descriptions. If you like the communal bits and comparing notes of your friends. A game about sets and scenarios that people do for different ends of time. Being silly, mad libs, and starting conversations. A game about writing words. Aiming to match other four games exactly three times. Match once for one point, twice for two points, three for seven points. Third times you match, you go bust. So you've got to be good, but not too good. And finally, there's a game about selecting seven cards, speedily searching for synergies. It's a beautiful drafting game, in my biased opinion. But it only takes five minutes. And that's just the games that I have out right now. And I've not even talked about the games of the future. Hashtag drawn together game. I am Bez. This is my stuff. Now I'll let you catch your breath because that was a whistle stop draw of Um, the games. Yeah, that was, there were so many games. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm trying to write them down. I'm like, okay, what? (laughs) I need to I need to look them up later. Like, there's just so many. Board game geek, find designer, yeah. and all the games listed. Um, it's interesting. But- Wibble Wibble is the game that really intrigues me because it's got a player kind of one to fifteen, so you could be solo, but you can also play with like fourteen of your friends. Right? I think it's crazy. All of these games have got a good player counts. Um, yeah. There's a game uh, which I think was last year about making noises. This year there was a, a newer version, which uh, again I took to a family um, barbecue yesterday. And I had everybody making animal creature crazy impressions. And everyone's like, you know, because people got to get out of the comfort zones because you've got to make right. noises. But right. 
just check out these games. They're small boxes in envelopes sometimes, or just in a, a, a poly bag, a zip bag, for like three or four pounds or five pounds. Um, it's just a lot of fun, nothing too serious, but really good games for all the family and um, yeah. creativity through the roof. So go and check out um, Bez and everything that she has got to offer. So uh, let's go ahead and hear from Dan. Hi, guys. Dan from DB Games here. Um, talking about UK Games Expo, it was my first one with a press pass for DB Games, and it was absolutely amazing. Um, the best part for me was meeting all the friends and people I know from Instagram and getting to play games with them and seeing them. And also some standout games for me were some of the really fun ones I played. I got Funko Games played. Cranium 25th edition, which was just crazy and doing stupid stuff in the middle of a hall filled with thousands of people. Uh, it was just such a laugh. Um, playing games like NG64, which is a code name for a new game coming out by Naylor Games, which is a bit like Gloomhaven, but with a time kind of aspect to it, real time kind of time of five minutes. And then some other brilliant games, um, which I got to play include um, some of the big ones you might have seen, like uh, Star Wars Rivals and other things like that it was such a fantastic weekend it was so busy and it was great to see everyone so did you enjoy the expo let us know how you found it so dan i met for the first time last year and he's just awesome great content (laughs) great guy great to play games with he's the one who was playing cranium 25 okay and just spot on absolutely a awesome member of the instagram community and did um did you get a chance to play snowdonia's expansion i know 100%. it was kind of I, okay. I, I booked i booked my slot as soon as uh emails were around that the, that tony was going to be there tony bordell um with the snowdonia expansion i applied for a space and at friday at eleven fifteen, i turned nice. up and um now, if anyone knows, Sodonia has always been in my top nine. I had the original game of the, the box. I still have the, that that version. They then did a mega box. And through that time, there were a load of promos. They did a mega box, which is a huge set of content. And you thought that was it. And then there were rumblings or rumors of a huge train of more content coming down the track. And out comes Tony with around 10 expansions in a box that's nearly as big as the master box. Wow. Um, Now, I didn't see all of it, um, but we played through uh, one of the new maps and um, I didn't win. Tony won. That's because he's better at playing the game than me. Um, He designed it, so of course. He did, but I did try. Uh, And they all connect so there's uh, one based on the uh, murder on the Orient Express. There's one going down the Florida Keys. Yep. So it's kind of a global train journey. Uh, all of it is compatible with the master set, the master box. Uh, I had a great time. Probably the highlights of my show because I'm a massive fan of, of Snowdonia and, and actually in generally Tony's games as well. Uh, really good chat. Uh, let's hear what Tony had to say. Hi, this is Tony Bordell at the UK Games Expo 2023, and I'm here demoing Snowdonia Grand Tour. And I've just been demoing one expansion scenario of quite a lot of scenarios that will be coming out in this big box expansion for the whole game. And it's going to mix up maybe your expectations about Snowdonia, change the way you play it, change the way you think about it, and hopefully you'll be able to enjoy 
lots of scenarios from all around the world. So again, coming later in the year, um, if you haven't played Snowdonia and you like a worker placement, it is absolutely one of my all-time favourites. Have you played it, PJ? I, you know, I haven't gotten a chance to play. Um, I don't know anyone who has a copy. You, you need and... that trip to the UK. <laughs> it's in the works. Yeah. It's in the works. I need to do it, yeah. One of the Instagram community has been publishing and making a game, and that is John from Triwin Games. Yeah, uh, with his game called Can't Poop, which um, John will now talk to you about for thirty seconds. Let's go for it. Oh, hey Gareth, great to speak to you. Yeah, I'm John from Triwin Games. Oh, it's been a great expo. Uh, I've been doing back-to-back demos of my game uh, Can't Go. The game of poop, points, and pandemonium. It's been a blast. Uh, people are taking pooping turns and uh, to try and get points out, and then finishing turns to try and claim them. It's been lots of chaos. Oh, crikey, it's been a lot of fun. It's been brilliant. When I saw John's game of <laughs> giant poops with sweet corn and the score count as a piece of sweet corn, yep. uh, you can do nothing but smile with a bit of, a bit of toilet humour. Mm. Um, every time I walked past that stand over the three days, there were people playing that game, having fun, enjoying making the longest poop possible <laughs> with with fine tips of a poop. Yep. Um, uh, it's coming out. I don't think that we've got a Kickstarter date for it uh, or no. crowdfunding date, but it's coming out back end of the year. Um, a load of fun. I Loads watched. Fun. Um, I watched John. He did like an Instagram live video. For he me. did. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I guess he was in the queue. He was waiting, waiting to, to unpack. Up. Yeah, unpack, unpack. unpack his stand. Yeah. And I, he, the way he described it was his Games Expo experience was either in the toilet or talking about toilet. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. That's great. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot so, of poop. Um, so let's yeah. listen to Jay. Jay, yeah. Hi, I'm Jay. I'm Fields of Carcassonne on Instagram. And I visited the UK Games Expo on Saturday with my son, Isaac. We visited for the first time ever, and we had a fantastic time just browsing, looking around all the stalls, chatting to people, and generally just soaking up the atmosphere. It was so great that we'll definitely make a return next year. Thank you. So, we have one game to go. This one, so I was, uh, I had the pleasure, was talking with, Craig get into games and his wife Becky we were we were virtually playing a couple of games over the weekend and he was really promoting this game that I would not have thought about at all and I know you like it too and that's stomp the plank stomp the plank hashtag games <sighs> so uh saw this at the press show had a game well no more of a demo uh this is this is aimed at kids so yeah. uh, the box, high production, box, open box, uh, put box up down, upside down. You have four elephant pirates. You have these uh, cardboard uh, planks with magnets that attach the box. And this is just a push your luck game. Set of cards. Um, you put your pirate on the, on the boat, just inside uh, on, on the edge of the plank. And you draw a card. You draw another card. And if they're different, you can draw another card and you can push your luck. If you get a match, then you have failed. You've been caught by the pirate captain mm. and you move yourself along a step. Um, if you stop and you decide to, to, to freeze, 
uh, all the other players put between one, I think, and four of these chips on the end of the plank. So you're trying to basically tip everyone off off the, the plank. If you manage to get, I think it's six, or it might be seven cards, different in a row, instant win. Now, it is simple, but it's so much fun because <laughs> there's this tension of, like, you can really stack these chips high. Right. Um, even with the, the elephant a couple of spaces in. Um, I taught uh, one of our friends on Friday who generally has very narrow set of gaming principles, like worker placement heavy. Uh, I was like, there's no way that he's going to enjoy this. And we played it about three times. <laughs> I took it to this party, this family party yesterday. And again, uh, I think it went around two or three rounds. It's just simple fun. Uh, a lot of people have decided that you could probably make a drinking game out of it for an evening entertainment if you were to okay. make it into more of a sociable thing, if drinking is something that you enjoy partaking in. Um, but yeah, stop the plank. Let's listen uh, to Rich describe this. Hi, I'm Richie from Hashet Ward Games, and we've got Stomp the Plank here. It's a kids in big inverted commas push your luck game. We have a deck, six types of treasure, represented seven times each, and we want to steal those from Captain Gerard. We steal them by revealing cards one at a time, and we can cash in whenever we want. Every time we cash in, we get to weigh down our opponent's ranks. If we ever reveal a match in that row, Captain Gerard catches us, and we take one step on our magnetized planks. Of course, there's only so much weight they can take until eventually splash into the sea we go, and that would be the game over. Lovely. That, that's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's not a game that I thought no. would be in my collection. No, um, no. But it, it'll sit in the family, party, you know, entertaining, or if kids come over. Um, or likewise, you just want to have a bit of mindless end of the game's night stupidity of moving an elephant along a plank. Yep. Flipping it over. That was that was my thought. This is a good game to close out the night. Yeah. After serious gaming. So uh let's uh let's hear from yet another one of the Instagrammers, the only one from America, and that's Angel, right? Hi, I'm Board Game Angel. Uh, my name really is Angel. And this is my first uh, time at UK Games Expo, and it's only my second board game convention ever. And I planned a whole vacation to be able to come here, and it's been amazing. So what was great was that Angel had come to UK Expo, Expo and the community had embraced her, tracked her travels, across from the US uh, to the expo. <laughs> she spent some days in London. She then hang out at the expo. Uh, she has a fantastic range of clothing uh, that you can find on Amazon, both in the UK and the US and yep. I'm sure other channels. Um, absolutely wonderful uh, member of the Instagram community and uh, super heart of gold. It was just great to chat with her and hear what she had to say. Yeah. I haven't met her yet, so... I'm looking forward to it. There'll be a time, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So I noticed um, in the pictures and all the posts um, that Octoraph Games was there. And I know they make one of your favorite games. That's Brick and Mortar. Brick and Mortar. You got so to hang out with them, yes? We we did. Um, I saw that they'd come to the UK. I did a little like on Instagram. And then <laughs> we had a little chat and then met them like outside of hall three on like the thursday night um trying to do press trying to hang games with people so we didn't quite get to hang out properly at that point um but yeah nick uh and his wife were there uh they are the publisher uh of brick and mortar 
who I have talked about on my Instagram and um, and the podcast All quite a lot. the time. Uh, yeah, and uh, single-handedly you would see him helping market that game across the world. So that was good feedback. That's right. Um, and uh, they were there with um, a prototype of a joint developed game between Nick and the designer of um, Brick and Mortar called Bagged and Boarded, which is all about comics. So um, Nice. Yeah, we got to try that uh, on the Thursday evening once everything had calmed down. Uh, only played through two rounds because then the hall shut. Uh, but I had a great time. It's still very uh, in development, but you are basically uh, similar. It's very tight time allocation. You're, you're a teenager trying to, to, you can earn money through chores, but you're really spending your money by visiting the comic store. You can grab comics out of the bins. You can grab comics from somewhere else. You sleeve your comics. Uh, I I did say, and I've heard other people tell me that a cool mechanic would be sleeving the cards, um, but it adds a bit of bit of downtime. But if thematically, it would be amazing. Um, it's kind of set collection; the prices go up, so some of that auction like valuation stuff. Right. Um, I really, I'm not massive into comics, but uh, I can feel the theme like oozing through with this one. So we played two rounds. Uh, I've really tried to find more time to hang out with, hang out with Nick because he had another prototype, but we just didn't get uh, get time. So I'll need to go to Gen Con or something. Or you, okay. you need to do that and check it out. Okay. Finish off, finish off the game. Well, yeah, well, then I'll take notes and I'll be like, can, listen, hey. compare notes. No, that's good. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll so put that, it on the list. That was another great, just, you know, things, the planets lined and we uh, got to hang out. So uh, thank you to Nick for taking the time. I think the best thing to do is leave us with your final thoughts. Favorite game, favorite, what stood out the most for you personally? So I think from a, I guess, a social perspective, uh, we had numerous games of, I think we had 11 player Night of the Ninja. Oh. Which is quite rare for us to get many people together. Uh, We play a lot of games with with, like large groups. Um, My biggest observation was how popular Blood on the Clock Tower is. Like everywhere I went in the daytime. Yes. um, Is being played in corners of a hall, is being played in the middle of an expo. And then it had their own stand. And then I went back to our hotel and it turns out that our hotel was the epicenter of Blood on the Clock Tower. So <laughs> they'd arranged at one point on the Saturday night when I got back about 12, 1 o'clock, there were seven games running in reception or in the bar area. Mm. Anyone walking into that place would be like, what is going on? Yeah. Who, who wasn't a gamer? Um, so the popularity of that uh, has really taken off. And I know both of us have been, you know, we played it, you play it online with yeah, the, with the yeah. UK guys. Um, so I think that was probably my biggest observation. My favorite, I guess, gaming moment, I think would, would be Tony Bordell and Snowdonia uh, getting a chance to play that. And then Acquisition, it's a few I haven't played, but I, I am suitably impressed by Earth. Yeah. Um, so with that, um, we have a year to wait to the next UK Games Expo. Um, I'm, I'd love to hear whether people enjoyed the snippet approach. I definitely enjoyed making those snippets and talking to people. Um, and we'll find our feet in terms of yeah, the pace and the, and the learning. Yeah, so, um, not, I'm up on deck and got to do this for Gen Con, right? You've got Gen Con coming up. And then <laughs> yep. there's certainly back end of the year, a few more uh, UK Instagram 
um, sessions being set up. Absolutely. Um, and with that, I'd like to say thank you, PJ, for letting me talk about the Games Expo. Absolutely. Thank you for week. sharing. Thank you for sharing. I hope everyone else enjoyed it and see you all soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please subscribe. And as always, we love to hear your thoughts and ideas. So make sure to leave those in the comments. And don't forget, you can also chat with us both on Instagram at Meeple to Meeple.